this is going to be the second half of the hour for conversation. Conversation about what do you do as an individual American citizen in regards to public services in your local community? What, How have you become engaged in the process? How do you feel that it's either your responsibility or not your responsibility? Have you created a nonprofit organization to work in your community? Who works in your community in nonprofit organizations? How are those programs being measured for the maintenance of effort? And how long have programs been in place that are not functioning, that are not benefiting? Well, when we look at public school, understand public school is not just a choice. It is not. In America, public schools is the continuance of the plantation if local people who are supposed to benefit cannot benefit. Public school is just the harvest. Simply call it the harvest. If you don't know, you should be getting something. Someone's getting something and it's not you. I'm telling you, enough of the failure in public education. This is what we've come down to. And we have found that people who are perhaps ensuring that public services happens for some of our people are tired of creating pathways or handing out the fish or the free resource because they're not willing to allow you to transition your people in a manner in which they don't have to be system dependent. What is system dependence? Well, (laughs) system dependence is kind of like you got a welfare office and you got all of these free resources And nobody's in line to get them because there's too much trouble to go through that process and get those resources. No, they'll just stand over here and get the free fish every day. I mean, they'll come for the the free box of food and they'll come. But what people are finding out, those people who never had to look like you, they've been living like you the last however many months since March, since COVID hit. They don't like it. Do you blame them? But you, on the other hand, know how to be, how to survive. But guess what? If you weren't making it before this pandemic, a lot of them, a lot of them folks are dead already because they just didn't have the shelter or the resources to to secure themselves. In America, this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. And at which time, when too many black people were coming up, They thought about it, the Republican Party, and they thought about this seriously. So what they did is started eliminating federal jobs across the nation. Then they started taking those jobs that federal people were doing and made contracts, told local cities and states that they could use those resources and contracted uh, services. And so there are a lot of federal contractors out there. But when they didn't have to hire you, I mean, they could only, I mean, they didn't have to be equitable anymore because in the federal government, you know, there's a process of creating access for all people, making the jobs and the services more competitive, but probably not your conversation. You don't even have to to listen in, but for people who uh, would apply for these jobs, if they didn't have a certain high school diploma or a degree, then they, you know, you couldn't get those jobs. Not meaning that you had to have those credentials, but the credentials were established to keep you out. 
So we have a lot of people who have had and sat on the top of resources for a long time. But the intent behind those resources were create to create pathways for all of the citizens. Now, how do you see yourself? Perhaps you don't see yourself at all. It's difficult for me to understand that perhaps, you know, I have talked to people who sit on committees, who understand the inequities that are going on. But guess what? The federal government is not holding itself accountable across this nation and where the dollars are allocated. And local people just don't understand all of the rules. They figured out how to get around the rules. And I'm here to say perhaps getting around the rules is not going to be the one thing that we're going to continue to do anymore. So no, I'm sorry, Mr. Mitch McConnell. I do not agree that we should just move on and pretend that we all didn't witness America broken completely, not following the process of a United Nation, not following the process of America. As Democrats have become the real enemy of the Republicans. What is that? For some people in that little posse, in those Republican posse, well, they really did see Democrats as the enemy. And they were planning on holding trials and and they put bombs, I mean, to the extent that was going on as we were all trying to fight the pandemic as as conversations and trying to be um, responsible citizens, we all could see that some people perhaps didn't give a damn about being responsible citizens, that is. We know that to be true because some people still don't want to wear their mask. And we would say, please stay over there where you live. Please keep your dysfunction over there where you are. But the problem is, is that dysfunction is still creeping out of those communities because those are the ones that are getting COVID. Those are the ones that somehow in America, in the real world, there's consequences for actions. And I can just tell you that life is not easy. Public education is amazing. It can work. It can work for children that they say are severely mentally retarded and communication handicapped. It can work for children who have autism. But here in the state of Nevada, I would like to say special education is for people who can't learn because there is no expectation of learning. Not at all. I don't know. I'm trying to understand that somehow, and I kind of saw it in Sacramento where I was working with families whose children were in in close classrooms because they were, they had whatever behavior problems or they were communication handicapped, let's put it like that. And that just means that you need language development, but it doesn't mean that that doesn't work. What we all have to look at is what are, what are they doing and how are they addressing those children's needs? Who are the people that they've developed in the community to provide those services for the additional services? And how are they monitoring and measuring the support that's given from those nonprofit agencies that they partner with? I can tell you, I don't see it. I don't know what's going on here, but the more I dig, the more frightened I become because I'm looking at people who have been able to create programs with about 40 children. 
And I understand that under neglected and delinquent, 100 children generate $1 million. And and you could use the money in a manner in which you're educating 40 children. I don't understand in the manner of which these alternative programs or nonprofits are operating uh, when certain children are targeted for no academic support. And, you know, it's the public school district that is able to take themselves and make themselves a district by including large populations of people and providing those supports for those people. But, you know, I'm trying to understand what it looks like when your district only lends its support to less than 2 or 3% of the population of people. I don't understand. I don't understand when I try to have a conversation with the superintendent and he will not open his door for me. I don't understand. I understand that I was invited into the district office to meet with Dr. Mike Barton. He's a doctor. And met with him several times. He he appreciated the support that I was providing him, but that is the extent that it went. So I continue to email him just like I, I email lots of people here in Clark County as I'm an outsider, but I'm not because I'm still an American citizen, one who has the ability to evaluate programs and services and attempt to try to understand just what's going on. Here they have private school mentality and public school dollars. And what does that mean? Huh? Private school mentality using public school dollars. That means that for some reason, some children are not being given any support. And truly, I understand that's kind of how it went here because legislature just try to clean it up for the local school district by saying that you graduate by the number of minutes and time that you have invested and that truancy is truly an issue. You know, truancy, you know, this time, you know, three parties can get you expelled. I mean, you know, if you're really sticking to the law. (laughs) But if you have a child that has a disability or your family has a hardship, then certainly... All those are accommodations under special education. But they're not accommodations if you don't understand what an accommodation is. An accommodation is just a method of making arrangements so that the rules or the policies, it's not the rules, the policies that they apply do not affect you. And that in education, you have a right to learn the task prior to them documenting that you can do the task. I'm just wondering what kind of actual assessment data does this district actually gather to demonstrate that they're using federal money, paying their salaries of a lot of staff members. There are a lot of staff members being paid out of the federal coffers, and they think that they're just entitled to that money because that money pays their utilities, that money pays their housing, their car. That's their livelihood. And People are being allowed to have a livelihood on the backs of your children that they give nothing because they're not providing any data that demonstrates that your children have access here in Clark County for the majority. And I'm just trying to understand what that really looks like because it's a conversation that I'm unable to have with so many community people because 
they don't understand what I'm talking about. And if they do understand, they, they try to inform me, but to allow me to understand that there's nothing that they can do about it. They, they tried that. They've been down that road. And I'm telling you, when you have federal dollars, it's not the road that you've been trying to go down. Because the federal government does have an obligation. I don't care what kind of rights the state would like to implement. The state has a challenge to implement the services that are being provided by the federal government. And the federal government does provide additional monies for every state who have disabled children, who have immigrant children who are not residents. I mean, you know, not citizens. You know what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) And for children with and poor, who are poor, and for disabled children. And, you know, when they start talking about the underfunded mandates of special education, well, then guess what? They understand that those are the way that they can get around a lot of the federal regulations when allowing them, their children, to have services that their children are not generating under gifted intelligence. Because you could be a gifted child and still receive special education services. Because it just really, special education really just targets the additional support, but monitors the support that they're giving you to document that it's being effective. Federal use of allocations must be monitored. But when you're living in a a state that has figured out that local control is everything, because these Republicans are willy-nilly and and they say, like, uh, they're not willing to walk off the cliff and jump down a road that they're not going to know how much it's going to cost them to recover from. Well, that means that you, if you've never had any services in your community, don't think that they want to provide you services right now because they don't. But the real deal is, is that as an American citizen and the requirements under the federal government, every child has a right to a FAPE. What is a FAPE? A FAPE is a free inappropriate public education. Well, what does that look like? It looks like benefit. That's what it looks like. It looks like Lauren Hill paying that $2.3 million because she didn't have another opportunity to change anything. Otherwise, she was going to do some jail time. That's what it looks like. It looks like that perhaps there are laws that are implemented that force us all to participate irregardless when it comes down to providing the resources because you know every child generates a certain dollar and what is this scholarship that they like to give to people here in Nevada to go to alternative programs how does that work I mean what does that really look like and the data side I would like to know I mean because they're using this money and they have a lot of people who are working out of time to one just get the list And then ask yourself, actually, who are those people providing services to? Because they're not providing services to the children who are generating those funds. They're not providing services to the children who are generating the money. The money doesn't follow the children. And that's the problem. Because you see, if there are people who sit in positions to ensure that that access happens, why just like to know what the hell happened? Because access is not happening. Truly, it's not. So people tend to just turn away and walk away when it doesn't work for them here. And I'm not a person that ever would walk away. Don't look forward to that. 
No, I'm here to tell you that there is so much work to do. But where there is really work to do is to ensure that people understand that this past election did not represent fraud. No, what it represented was the thousands of American people who live locally, whose voices were not heard and whose, for whatever reason, people who were controlling the funding feared losing control over the oversight and the implementation of who would choose to provide the direction in which the dollars were going. And that's just real. That's what this election was about. Because this election had to do with rural and urban America. And in rural America, well, those people just chose to live out there and benefit from the lack of people who are causing chaos, basically. That's what we're talking about. People who don't have the same skill level, people who are not as smart as some, and people who have not figured it out yet. Figured out what? People who have not figured out that freedom is just not free and has never been free. Why would you let your enemy educate your child? Because your enemy ain't educating your child. Your enemy is basically standing on the back of your child. How do you have, you know, it's real. Everyone should understand how to do self-advocacy. In America, we should all have the same opportunity to invest in ourselves, to stand up. You know what I'm saying? But that's, you know, it happens, but it happens by what your willingness is to sacrifice your personal time to develop yourself because no one else can do that for you. Development comes from your willingness to sacrifice and engage yourself in a process, which probably the invitation was never there, but the invitation to life is. And as you are living on this planet and you have a stake in the revenue, regeneration, understand that if your people are not benefiting, it is a problem because we all shed tears equally for the past of the ugly American history as America has an ugly history. And when they use local law enforcement to oversee the public service sector and the maintenance effort, when there's really no process to follow and when someone could lose their life for failure to comply, where we all witness the murder of George Floyd and the eight minutes and 47 seconds or 49 seconds that someone who was who? Representing what? Demonstrating what? Their entitlement to take the life of a young African-American man who was young enough to be my son. I mean, you know, I... I just have to understand that in 2021, why we still are fighting to say that we have just as much rights as the person we pay to provide services for us. And those services that they're providing should actually provide public safety, but they don't. I'm not rushing to call law enforcement, no. 
but my people have to do better in communicating with each other and understanding that this is America. And perhaps if we were working all towards a more perfect union, creating opportunities for our children that benefited them, we wouldn't have to worry about the strife that's going on. But oh no, there is so much work to do in America because there is so much poverty. There is so much work to do in America because there is so much distrust. And guess what? I am a free American citizen born in America who has control over me, the universe. I'm hoping that I'm protected. That's what I'm hoping. I understand that perhaps you don't want to hear what I have to say. It doesn't really matter. As if you're an American citizen living in America and have paid taxes, you are paying too for this oversight process that is not benefiting you as an American citizen. It's time that we learn that we all must come together. I really don't care what authorities you've been issued as. You know, in America, we have this house nigga feel nigga mentality and it's just never gone anywhere. So when, when Master Whitey said, you gonna be the one that's over the program and then you get over it and then they protect your right to stay in your place. Even if you're not making the choices that benefit your people, then it's a problem. It's a problem when we have organizations that represent empowerment, individual growth, development, and they are not held to a certain standard of empowering people and helping people to be independent. That's the intent. But when you're not meeting your intent, you know, you know, it's time to level up. I got to tell you that my son had uh, posted something on his Instagram account. And he was talking about, you know, just what it is. You know, just how he sees life. And the truth and the truth of it all is, is that there has to be a day of reckoning. And America is living under this day of reckoning. In which we all must understand that we, we all uh, have a responsibility to just ensure that we are doing the most that we can do to ensure what? That the children who look like us actually have access to the American dream. And they don't. And they do if they have. Given, been given a talent because you know what a lot of people know how to ride those white horses you know what I'm saying <laughs> they know how to ride a train that's moving somewhere and get on and enjoy the ride and then there are people that just know how to love misery so there are people that are busy demonstrating what you can do how is it that public education became a collection of things that you cannot do. I don't understand. Without any expectation of completing the objective of training people, where is the maintenance of effort? When I talk about maintenance of effort, I want to know, truly, how many kids at kindergarten age are prepared to enter into the first grade? And if they're entering, what does that look like? 
because a lot of those programs and the maintenance of effort on those early start programs is not collected. And that's just true. And so what are we talking about here when we're talking about one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all? We're talking about liberty and no justice for African-American people. That's what we're talking about. Unless you have been given the God gift and can say, I'm living my best life. I ain't got time to deal with you niggas. You know, that's the Snoop song. Or you can go back and ask yourself what Marvin Gaye was actually saying when he was saying, what's going on? Because it was a song that made us think about just where we are in the moment of living in this history and just understand that what we all witnessed demonstrated that perhaps America is not what you thought it was and perhaps your voice really does matter and so i.e. we made the difference we have two senators that are that equaled up the challenge of the conversation in the Senate in which we have to demand that senators who represent us represent our interests and that would be everyone's interest in the state. And see, Nevada seems to have a huge problem in the educational arena for all children. And the historic West Side does not have the Moulin Rouge or nothing that represents it. Black history that was foundational and the history of America, the early start of the Cotton Club and the Moulin Rouge and the OJs, and, you know, the stylistics. I mean, all of those performers would come to Las Vegas and perform on the strip, and then they would take tax dollars. Yes, my people paid taxes. But the benefit for the resources that was representing the state of Nevada and how they were supporting in the aid of generating revenue for America, it all comes into one kind of, you know, one kind of thought process. You know what I'm saying? There's so much in my mind, it would go everywhere, but we are only who we are. And we have the capacity to do what we're willing to do, but you first must be willing to look around and understand the responsibility of the maintenance of effort for public services that happens for people like you because you're donating your dollars. Comes from you who are donating your dollars. And that you who have to manage with the investment of what the dollars are supposed to be bringing to your local community, that you oversee the maintenance of effort and the outcomes. What role do you actually play? But if you've never voted, I mean, come on now. Why Why is it the first time that Mike Tyson voted? Why? In his life. Why? Because he's been publicly investing in America for a long time. Because he paid his taxes. And I know he paid his taxes. Because if he didn't, he'd be in jail. Just like Lauren Hill was, you know, on the ankle monitor. I don't know if she really actually did, actually did time. But I know she did the ankle monitor because I read it. But she paid $2.3 million. And that in my understanding of being an American and living up to 
you know, who you are. That was, she was putting out there and, and giving back. Well, what are you giving back? If you're participating and can't see about dropping money down an open hole and ensuring that everybody has access, hmm, I don't know. Conversation must start, must start somewhere. I'm starting the conversation on my podcast. I'm saying, how relevant are you when it comes to the maintenance of effort for public services in your local community? State, county, city, it doesn't really matter. If you're an American, you have an obligation. Step your game up. This is, uh, I don't know how many of these I'll do today, but I'm going to do enough until I'm not feeling frustrated anymore. Because, you know, the real deal is, is that we are only what we're willing to do. So, you know, I can only make a difference if I'm willing to invest some time in it. And I have invested time in my life and I'm trying to enlighten people. We all have the obligation for oversight for the maintenance of federal allocations. This is Darlene Anderson signing out on another half an hour of Parent Empowerment.